Hey, this is Rick Roll from Every Mother's Nightmare, and you're listening to the Monkey Business Podcast with the Handsome Devil. Crank it up. <laughs> That's right. We are some handsome devils. Well, here it is. We are back. I'd like to thank Rick Rule for uh, boosting the crap out of our numbers. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thunk it, huh? I don't know. Uh, he's a great guy, man. I really hope we get to do that Cincinnati show here with him in April, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows what's going to go on with that? Still in the works. Still in the works, yes. The uh, Cincinnati and at MVP Lounge, I believe it is. Yep. With uh, Every Mother's Nightmare, Pump 5, and then a slew of other local bands in that area. Yeah. Uh, since we started off talking about Every Mother's Nightmare and Pump mm-hmm. 5, I just want to bring up the fact that uh, very soon, maybe this week April. or next week, possibly. Well, I know what uh, you're getting at. No, you're not, because nope. I'm getting at two things. Uh, both Grind mm-hmm. from Every Mother's Nightmare right. will be released on green vinyl right. through High Vol Music. April 15th, I believe it is. Yeah, maybe. And then April 5th right. is full service from Pump 5, yeah. which also will be on vinyl. That's exactly what I was going to say. Sure it was. It was. Sure <laughs> it, it totally was. was. Sure it was. Zip it. Just like Eddie Murphy used to Sure you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> Sorry, while yeah, no, go ahead. Still, while what was we're your on second the, thing? No, the other thing. While we're on that subject, uh, speedy recovery to Drew. Oh, that's Cates, right. From Pump player Five. from Pump yep. Five had a little bit of a surgical procedure yesterday, so we wish him a fast recovery. Or one of us is going to have to play bass for Pump Five. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, me either. But it sounded good. I have a bass. I can't play it. So, um, well, I, hell, I, you never know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll fit right in. I Sorry, have, Drew. Oh, I'm a, just playing. What a dick. I have two Jesus. bases. So on the show today, we're going to have. Um, well, we got to talk about the dirt. Everybody and their mother seems to be talking about <laughs> Motley Crue's uh, biopic from Netflix. And uh, is it a biopic or is it a biopic? <laughs> <laughs> Which is it? I will call. I will say biopic because I'm fancy, Mister Coffee Man. So uh, yes, you I will say that. You shop at Target. At Target, yes, I do. Now you sound like Thurston Howell. <laughs> Lovey. <laughs> anyway, if you do that again, I'm gonna stab you in the eye with a pen. All right, cool. Um, but yeah, so everybody seems to be raving and ranting about how great it is, and I'll be honest with you, I've only seen like the first 25 minutes of it. It looks really good. I watched it twice. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I did. But um, so yeah, we're gonna go over some stuff on that really soon, and then um, we will have um some members of one of our favorite bands from the '90s. Yep. Uh, on Mr. with us as Dave well, Dave Brooks and JJ Ferris from the band Slamming Slam Gladys. And um, yeah, I can't wait to talk to them and see what's going on, what they're up to, and if that new album is gonna come out. And we have we have a, a new song that we'll play here too from them, right? And uh, also Dragon Eye Girl, Dragon Eye Girl, yes. And then hopefully we'll see what's going on with the old album because I'd love to hear that out and about again. Yeah, but um, well, I have multiple copies if you if you happen to I, need. You know, one. I hear that. I, yeah. I heard you have have a couple of them there. Um, <laughs> I have no idea where mine's at. It's mine's in a box somewhere. Well, since you're kind of a dick, I might let you have one of mine. Wow, that's that's pretty harsh. Yeah, but um, anywho. All right, so uh, so what do you got going on there? I know you've seen The Dirt. What's your take on it? I have seen The Dirt. Um, see, it's kind of weird because if you looked at your Facebook feed over the weekend, mm-hmm. it seemed like every single person mm-hmm. that I know watched it. Some of them don't even listen to Motley Crue, but were so... It's like that. What was bird that? Bird box? box. Yeah. Horrible movie. Everybody watched that shit. Horrible. I movie. refused to watch. I it. watched it. Horrible I d- movie. I did not because I don't. I don't sit down long enough yeah. to watch movies. Even right. though I did watch the dirt twice. <laughs> I watched true. it. I watched it Friday night because I've been waiting so friggin' long for that movie to come out because mm-hmm. I read the book and I already knew all of these stories. Right. You know, it, the thing of it for me was it was cool to see them act it on out, video. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Do I think the movie could have been better? Yeah, I do. I do. There was every movie could the, the Bohemian Rhapsody could have right. been better. Could have been not better. much, but it could have been. You know, <laughs> right? Here's the thing: what they left out for me, they left out dudes in other bands. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like Robin Crosby was constantly 
around Nikki and the rest of the crew. Stephen Piercy constantly around those guys. Slash was around a lot, mm. which there was one scene. I think it was the scene where Nikki actually gets uh, injected and ODs. Right. There's a scene when they like show the camera walk into that room. And there's a dude laying out on the couch. Kind of looks like him, maybe. Looks like it yeah. could have been intended to be Slash, but you know, there's no top hat. There's no like obvious. Hey, this is Slash here. Well, I don't. I don't think Slash goes to the goes to a party and wears his top hat. I mean, you don't. You don't picture Slash. I mean, well, I mean, he you, was you, laying down. So you hear Slash and you think, okay, top hat. But I mean, it's right, not like but, he goes to the bathroom with that thing on. No, but they could have had it like on the table, on the side next to you, like yeah, an indication laying on his lap. Yeah, right, but right. like I would have liked to have seen. Guys from other bands right. that were definitely around, that were definitely a part of things. I hear you. Yeah. See, like I didn't get too far into it because I found out that you watched it. I'm like, oh boy, I thought we were gonna watch it at the same time. Yeah. So I guess well, I'm gonna have to. I mean, I'm gonna have to watch it on my own. So I watched it on the way here. So I only got to watch like maybe 25, 30 minutes of it. And I'm up to the part where um, they're playing their first huge show at the stadium. Okay. So Vince is already sleeping with the elect uh, the uh, Electro Record Company oh, guy's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's as far as I got. But you know, who did I see? A uh, 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 David Lee Roth lookalike. You know. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Which that that scene was actually pretty darn funny. Yeah. Um, it was good. I don't. Did they even show any of the Us Festival? Uh, not not from the stuff the that movie? I'm up to. Yeah. See, like that was huge for Motley. Yeah. They didn't show that at all. Um, they kind of gave the impression that all of them lived in that apartment. And as far as I know, Mick Mars never lived with the other guys. Mm-hmm. He lived somewhere else, like with a girlfriend or something. So, I mean, that's probably me just being nitpicky. Yeah, but if you're going to tell something like that, you know. Yeah, I just, especially Especially <clears throat> if you're working with the guys that it was made about. You got you that that's your facts right there. Yeah. There's your fact checkers. Like I I just feel like there could have been little things mm-hmm. that would have made it cooler. Okay. Like everybody knows, well, if you've read the Heroin Diaries and you know about that, you know the time period that Nikki was writing all of those journals. Mm-hmm. Well, all of that time period was in the movie. You know, they show him in the closet, they show him shooting up, they show him like tripping out, they show him with a gun. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just totally freaking out. And that's all documented from the heroin diaries. What they didn't show is him with a pen and paper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Had they showed him jotting shit down on pieces yeah. of paper yeah. and like hiding it under the mattress, you know, whatever. It would have just tied everything together like better. Mm-hmm. So for anal people like me who have been Motley fans since the beginning, it just would have made it a little bit cooler. I hear you. Uh, I mentioned to somebody the other day that they did a phenomenal job of recreating the Looks at Kill video. Mm-hmm. Like, phenomenal. Like, it was almost spot on. But I almost felt like they spent half the fucking budget doing that. <laughs> and they could have used that money to make the movie a little bit better. You know? eh, I hear you. They had to have spent money. Because I just saw an Instagram video. I think Tommy Lee posted it. And uh, it was of what machine gun Kelly had to go through every day to get ready oh, the for tattoos. Yeah, yeah. They had to like airbrush them and paint them and do all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Airbrush over his tattoos to put new tattoos on. That's <coughs> just, that's just the part that it would drive me crazy if I was him. Yeah. I mean, sitting still for all those hours. Every they day. said it took four hours a day for him to go through makeup. Crazy. Yeah. I guess that's why you're seeing them with a lot of te- long sleeve jackets and t-shirts on stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The guys that they had doing the acting. Oh, shit. Sorry. I hit the mic. Um, <clears throat> Douglas Booth, who played Nikki Six, I thought did a great job. I thought he looked the most like Nikki. Mm-hmm. I mean, all four of them did a really good job of, like, mimicking their body movements. And, and like, Machine Gun Kelly did a good job of, of trying to impersonate the, the hypeness of Tommy Lee because he's, like, super, like, insane. Yes. Um, what's that guy's name? Uh, e- Ewan Rion? I don't know how to say that correctly. Uh, it's probably Ian. No, it's I-W-A-N. I don't know. Anyway, the guy that played Mick Mars, he did a really good job of capturing Mick's super dry sarcasm. Yes. I mean, so far, like I said, I haven't seen that much, but yes, yeah. I would definitely give you that. Because Mick was never the 
the outgoing, you know, let's get crazy, do <laughs> yeah. all these interviews. He was always the, I'm going to sit back and watch you idiots do what you do. And, and laugh I'm, at you while, right. while you're doing it. Right. Yeah. And, and that guy did a good job of that. The guy who played Vince was, was pretty good. And the funny thing is that guy about, um, that played Mick, he's one, uh, I think half the cast is actually from, uh, England. He's one of them. Yeah. Well, I know the it's guy that so played Razzle was probably from England. It's just so weird. Which that was another thing because I watched it by myself Friday night, but Saturday night I went over to my daughter's mm -hmm. and I watched it with her and her baby daddy and my niece and my granddaughter. So that was cool. But anyway, I was telling them, you know, kind of what was legit and what was, you know, kind of right, BS. right, right. But I also brought up the fact that this movie coming out probably had to be really rough for Vince, like on a personal level. Oh, you I'm know, because they're, they're showing the car crash. They're showing his daughter yeah. pass away. But like, then again, I mean, he's how many times does he live that anyway? No, I know. But it's like pulling the scab off that that's been healed for a little while. You know, mm -hmm. it just and now he's got to probably do a ton of press about it, too. And digging up all the old shitty memories. Yeah. You know, and I think his mom passed away like a few months back, like maybe five, six months ago. And he'll be here, what, isn't he playing something here pretty soon? I think he's playing the Miramar uh, Festival thing. Oh, isn't okay. That some big concert in Miramar, Florida. I'm not really sure. Now, was any guys, like I said, I didn't get to watch all of it, but was anybody from the band actually in the movie? Not that I remember seeing. Really? Yeah, there wasn't like any, oh, there they are. There wasn't any of those moments. That sucks. I, yeah. like it. I like it when they do that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, because I think the guys from Queen made a, a quick little cameo during Bohemian Rhapsody. Right, and uh, who else was in it? Uh, oh, the um, the kid that does all the singing for Queen now. Um, oh, what the hell's his name? The American Idol kid. Yeah, Adam Lambert. Uh, Lambert. Lambert, yeah, Adam Lambert. Wasn't he like the guy at the, uh, yeah. the truck driver in the yeah, gay he, thing? Yeah, he was in it. He was in it. Now, I just read something today while we're t on Bohemian Rhapsody for mm -hmm. a second. They released a version of that in China that cut out all the parts that that talk about Freddie being gay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which what the, the Asians people hate hate I, gays? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't I just I think that's kind of crazy cuz it's like that that is who he was. Cuz there's some gay you ass know? Asians out there, so <laughs> There's some gay ass Asians. Well, I mean, come on. I like how you put that though. Lady men? Those are Asians. Yeah. So maybe that's why they did it. I don't know. One of the things that they um, made for this song was the Like a Virgin uh, for the soundtrack. And you said you've listened to this song. Yeah. And you said it's horrible. It, it's pretty bad. All right. I haven't heard it, and I want to play just like a, just like a minute of it. Okay, but just, then I'm going to play you something that's actually kind of good. That's fine, because right. I, I, I haven't heard it, and I, was, I, didn't, I never listened to it because I wanted to save it for this. So everybody that's been hating on it, bear with me for at least, you know, a minute, minute 20. That is horrible. I'll definitely give it to you. That is not good at all. And I like weird covers. This just is not good. Well, I thought they were going to do this like and put it in the movie as like a joking context type of thing. Right. But it didn't work out that way. Wow. Yeah, this is bad. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't my favorite. So everybody thing that's world. complaining about it, I I definitely <laughs> am on the bandwagon with that now. It's not good. I don't like it, and I I agree with you people. It sucks. However, the other songs that they did for the movie are pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. Like I dig them, 
And then there's this other song that I'm going to play a little part of okay. that I noticed in the movie because you're, you know, sometimes you get this like soft music in the background and you don't really pay attention to it. Right. But then when you hear the lyrics, you're like, wait a fucking minute. I know that. I song. know that song from somewhere. Yeah. 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 So this is it. This is by a chick called Megan Kabir. But just check this out for a minute or so. See stuff, stuff like that is how mm. I like covers. I mean, it's it's a cover that you know what it is, mm. and it, there's actually effort put into it. You know, like to make it creative. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, this version of Like a Virgin was just <clears throat> okay. We're just gonna go in here. We're gonna sing the song, and it's just gonna be in our style, and that's it. Yeah, they, they didn't, didn't make really, it. Yeah, I agree. Really, you know, they made it motley, but they didn't make it motley. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Does that make any sense? Easy, don't shart yourself. <laughs> no, like. That that version of Livewire, when I first heard it, reminded me of that song from the Lost Boys, that Thou Shalt, uh, thou not, shalt not Kill yeah. or whatever, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. I could totally see listening to this version of Livewire, like, at night, if you're on, like, a road trip, mm-hmm. you know, and you just turn that on and crank it, like, just to, like, chill you out. Or if you're trying to go to sleep or something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah. mellow, I no, like I it. No, I dig it, though, I think it's cool as hell. Yeah, well, not all of the dirt was peaches and cream and, and rosy happenings. Um, <clears throat> what are you talking about? I saw something that they, one of the one of the members of the crew is actually suing the individual members of Motley Crue and Netflix over um, being electrocuted on site. He's he's going he's suing them for one point eight million dollars for damages. He got electrocuted that went all through his body and out through his foot. And he had uh, severe burns. He's got to take multiple surgeries for that. And he had to get his foot amputated because of it. Now, if I did that and that happened to me, $1.8 million would be on the very low end of what I would be charging, you know, suing for. I'm losing my foot and that's all you're going to get is a million eight. Here's the thing, though. Being in the industry that I happen to work in, not that it's movies or anything right, of but the it's, sort. It's, yeah. They have waivers. And they have insurance. Mm-hmm. So suing the individual members of the band, I don't think is going to get them anywhere. Because I'm sure that the motion picture companies or whatnot, Netflix being the, the big one, mm-hmm. they have to have insurance. They have to have you know, some sort of releases or liabilities yeah. or something to protect themselves for this. Right, but however you get a good enough lawyer... Those all go out the window. Well, still, you, know? you would think that Netflix would have the, you know, they probably got 10 Johnny Cochran's yeah, on their payroll. Yeah. So, I don't know. We probably will never know how this plays out because nobody cares except the guy with no yeah, foot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> except the guy with no foot. <laughs> so, I mean, not oh, to be a geez. dick, but let's face it. You know, more. Pe- I'm, I'm more concerned with how many people viewed this in the first weekend that it was out. Yeah, I would like to see those numbers too. I tried to look it up and I can't find it anywhere. Yeah, but I mean, I know they're out there. You know, I don't know if well, I don't know if Netflix releases that stuff like you know regular yeah, ABC I don't, I don't does and stuff either, like that. But, but I mean, like I said, almost everybody that that I saw through my Facebook feed or Instagram or whatever, mm-hmm. I got tired of seeing stuff about it. it. Yeah. I'm like, all right, it's good, I get it. But yeah, so nobody's gonna re- nobody's gonna really care except for One Foot Louie. That's his name, Louie. <laughs> One foot, Louie. We're such dicks. Yeah. Sorry, Louie. Anyway, well, let's get on to the uh, to the better part of the show here. Since it, seeing as how we rambled on about the dirt for twenty minutes, yeah, or so. we did. Uh, in a in a quick side note, um, mm-hmm. 
Bobby Blotzer's wife has has uh, whatever you call it, filed for divorce. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's did that's, she just now realize that I, he's? I guess. But anyway, who he is? That's all we're gonna say about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then you could add another uh, <clears throat> another member to LA Guns because oh, uh, yeah, yeah. their drummers drummer. switch places. Yeah. So. Oh, I do want to read some. Oh, okay. I do. You need help with the big words? Fuck off. Are you gonna be okay? <laughs> I got something big for you. Uh, I bet you do. Um, Hold on. Well, that sounded totally horrible, didn't it? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read this. Okay, Great. and I'm gonna listen to this. Okay. <laughs> Hey, y'all. Today, I am very excited to announce the quote-unquote unofficial launch of my new company, Atlantis Entertainment. I say unofficial launch because I was supposed to wait until we did a press release via all media outlets. But you know what? This is a new chapter in my life, and I wanted to share it with you first, being Instagram followers. Of course, I will always have the beating heart of a rocker, songwriter, musician, and now adding CEO to my world. Ever since being signed as an artist at A&M Records, walking through those gates and onto the old Charlie Chaplin movie lot, I've always had this dream that one day I would build my own company that represent the love and passion of finding talented artists and together developing their art and building their careers, but also realizing my lifelong love and obsession of great motion pictures. I wanted to build a home where songwriters, musicians, screenwriters, directors, and visionaries from all walks of life have a place to hang their hat and have their ideas heard. At this point in my life, I should be sipping martinis up at my pool whilst collecting the last 30 years of hard-earned royalty checks. But fuck that. It's just not who I am. I'm not going it alone, though. I have partnered up with two super talented gentlemen, Rene Regal and Stephen Sherman. It took over six years to find this dream team, partners that have the insane amount of work ethic, drive, and vision. They had to be as crazy and dedicated as I was to go on this mission. You can read about their amazing journeys on our website, AtlantisEntertainment.com. The link is in the bio. Some projects we can't quite mention yet, but in development we have new musical artists, a music festival in 2020, film and episodic TV series, a Broadway musical, and yes, an extreme album. There is a page on the site where you, quote-unquote, the dreamers, can share your talent with us. Who knows, we may find the next Bowie, Shawn Mendes, Spielberg, or even better, the next you. What I'm trying to say is Atlantis Entertainment is a full-service media and production company integrating film and television, music, branded entertainment, commercials, and digital content. Let's go. That is written by Nuno Betancourt. Nice. Yeah. So... That, that, you know what? That's that's a <clears throat> obvious step to me. I think for him, I agree. it just it just seems like that's something that he would have already have done, um, just not made it you know out there. So yeah, no, I think it's cool. And it and it uh, while we were on the cruise, and I was standing talking with Kevin, mm-hmm. um, I asked them if they were still being managed by Paul Geary, right? And he he answered, but he kind of tiptoed around things. And I have a feeling that this is why all the tiptoeing was going on. Makes sense. Yeah. But very cool. Like, I'm excited for that. Because Nuno is, he's a character that likes every genre of music. Yeah. You know, he plays every instrument. He's almost like a, a the Prince of Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> the Prince of Portugal. He, he is. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. The Prince of Portugal. So there you go. That was that was my exciting news, and all of this just came down today. So Blabbermouth and all of those, they may not even have it up on their sites yet. So I haven't seen anything. If you're listening to it here, boom, there you go. <laughs> You've heard it here first. <laughs> we broke it, bitch. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, <clears throat> let's get into this, and um, I'm going to see if we can uh, get them on the phone here. And we're talking to Dave and JJ, right? Yes, we are. If we okay. can, if we can get everything working the correct yeah, way. Yeah. If this doesn't work, then don't don't think we're stupid. All right. Even well, we, we are. You partially. already know us, but all right. Let's see. Hello. Hello. Is Jay there too? Hold on. Yeah. Oh, oh I think we did it. I, I am the master of the telephone. Bell <laughs> has nothing on me. <laughs> Dave, can you can you can you like? Video conference me after and show me how you did that, dude. 
All right, so so we got on the line here. We have uh, Dave Brooks and uh, JJ from Slamming Gladys. Where yes. the hell have you guys yes. been? Where have we uh, been? Where have you been, Dave? I, I've been on the trip, fantastic cosmic smoking blues. Uh, just you know, doing my thing, singing, and uh, you know, raising kids. Yeah, how many kids you got these days? Uh, that you're claiming? I I raised I raised <laughs> two. I, I raised two. Uh, I I had another son that I. You know, I had a long time ago that who actually found me that when I was I was only like 15 years old, and uh, he found me. And you know, we've talked a few times. Uh, I go to a ball game here real soon. Nice, cool. Anybody a grandfather yet? <laughs> yeah, man. No, not me. No. Uh, oh man. Uh, no. Not sure. I'm not sure yet. I might be. All right. Well, if it makes I you guys feel better, we both are. <laughs> yeah, my daughter's got a boyfriend, but I don't think there's any uh, any kind of spice with kids coming down the road. So. All right. <laughs> Knock on something. Yeah, right? <clears throat> All right. Well, let, let's get right into this. It's it's great to have the grandkids, yes. though. I will tell you that. Ken just had uh, his, his first grandkid come up here this past weekend. Yep. And I've got three, so I know all, all about the, the grandkids and... And all that stuff. So you need any pointers? Oh, man, that's, that's cool. Don't come to me. <laughs> it's gonna be the best. I thought I, I, I talked about that with the wife, and she says how great it is because at the end of the day, you just give them back, and you kind of say have a nice day, and you go do your thing, right? Well, that is true, unless they live with you, in which case you got to see the damn kid all the time. I, I love her to death. Don't get me oh, wrong. <laughs> she could be a little brat when she wants to be, though. You know, it's too much of her mother in her. Right on. Anyway. Yeah, I can't reply yet. I'm only, I'm only five days in on the grandfather thing. No, so. ab- absolutely. I mean, you know, like I said, uh, we've we've been waiting for new stuff. We've turned this album on to so many different people um, over the over the years uh, that we've had it, and nobody seemed to, uh, you know, even recognize the name. I'm like, how do you not? How do you not know who these guys are? And then, you know, at, when we even started this show. Bad Attitude, because of the Bad Attitude tune, was one of the things that we were going to name the show, because, you know, I have a bad attitude, and you guys wrote the song, so I'm like, this is perfect, but, you know, we opted out of it for one reason or another, um, but I'm glad, yeah. to, I'm glad to hear the new music. It was probably, it was probably the boobs in the video. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when, when I saw on Facebook that you guys were together and I... In LA, recording new music. I, I, I think I might have commented on all your posts like seven hundred times. You probably got sick of seeing yeah, it. Yeah, I on think the, so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, cool man. We, we, we love, we love it, man. Oh man, like Slam and Gladys is one of those bands that were so good that should have been like monstrous, huge, because your sound was so different mm-hmm. than anybody else out there. There's no way to really categorize it. Because it had, you know, you had the horns in there. You have the funk guitar riffs. JJ, you come up with some of the coolest riffs ever. Wow! Seriously, like, right? like you know, the whole. I always thought that. Yeah, the whole chicken picking stuff that you can do, like you know, the beginning of come. That. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. But you know well, what's Dave really funny? What's really funny about come is, is uh, Al, we were all living in this. A little apartment complex in Van Nuys, and Al got this little Casio keyboard, and I started popping on it, going, uh, "My baby, call me home." And I, I was just being really like Prince, kind of like uh, assholeish about it, you know. And then JJ like wrote that riff, like like this chicken picking riff, like you said. It was like we're like wow. <laughs> it, it was awesome. Yeah, Hello, that, yeah, man. That, that, apart, that apartment spawned all kinds of songs. Man. That was awesome. No, it was really. Remember, he got that little Casio, and I was like, just going deep, deep, deep. My baby, call me on the phone. My stuff is cooking. <laughs> I, I just don't do the whole thing. But then you came up with that whole thing, man. It was just. And those ridiculous harmonies. Yeah. 
I mean, it's, 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 it's really great, except when it's stuck in your head, then you actually have to say the words, man, I got that cum stuck in my head, and then, it, then you just feel really stupid. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, there's not a bad track on that first album of yours. Um, now, where did Risque go? Why did you guys change the name? Well, well, Dave, you, Risque was out, like, how, how long were you, Risque? You guys were, even before I was in the band, I think Risque was around, right? was it? Okay. Risque, actually, Risque was two bands that I was in back in Cleveland. The first risque band I was in in Cleveland was uh, in the late 70s. And then I left, uh, tried to go to California, came back. And then in 81, oh no, it was 80, I joined this band called Slider from Kent with Tucker and all those guys. And then uh, that turned into the original, the band the, the risque band that you know that got kind of huge around you know cleveland and everything and uh you know that's when i met Janie lane and all that stuff mm -hmm. and because uh, he, he actually opened up for our band risque who was like playing you know the acro gore and all that crazy shit and i you know and jj saw you know us there and stuff and blah 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 well al was also in risque and then Al and Janie, Al went behind my back and stabbed me in the back and took Janie and uh, uh, went and formed another band. I'm really kidding. I'm kidding so much. <laughs> I right? say that <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, those, those guys wanted to play metal, you know, so they went and played metal. And, uh, you know, they got with Billy Denemy and uh, God, uh, Dave Chamberlain, maybe. And, uh, yeah, no, and did, uh, Dorian Gray, and, uh, there's a couple other bands in there, too, but then, you know, eventually it turned into Plain Jane and then Warren. Right. Gosh. I think Dorian but, Gray uh, was, was from, well, they, they were based out of Florida, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, 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 Al, Al and Janie moved down to Florida, and that's when... Uh, they did that with Billy and uh, Dave Chamberlain. I'm pretty sure it's Dave Chamberlain. Yeah, because I remember way back uh, in the day we used to have like a music yeah, flyer magazine. Yeah, and yeah, because well, Janie was playing drums because he wouldn't sing because he wouldn't listen to anybody. <laughs> that is, you have no idea how long that took. That transition took years. No, really, seriously, man. If you think about it, hmm. he didn't start really singing out front till. 87 and playing Jane, right? So it took from 80, 81 till then for him to think about getting out front. Damn. Hmm. I guess Damn. it was, I guess it was a good, good decision in the long run. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, I remember seeing, yeah, I remember seeing risque open up for, I, I want to say it was warrant, uh, in, uh, at the rocket club in Tampa, Florida. And then the, yeah. the next thing I know, and obviously it worked because I remember the braids. And the next thing I know, you guys are coming back at Slam and Gladys. I'm like, oh, this is this is the band I already saw. Cool. And um, yeah. So oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we were still risque when we did the Uncle Tom's Cabin tour. That's it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and we did that whole East Coast Uncle Tom's Cabin tour tour with uh, those guys. Mm -hmm. So, uh. Yeah, yeah, that was with uh, Polly Shore was on that tour, right, Dave? Oh, area, oh yeah, dude. It was like from uh, that, it was like two weeks, like two weeks from Florida up to New York. We had to cruise the whole coast. It was pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, we had one, we had one day off, and we went all the way off the East Coast, and uh, it was Uncle Tom's MTV tour, and uh, man, that was like some of the most fun ever. <laughs> yeah, those days, man. See, stuff stuff like that makes me glad that um, you know the, the technology has come far enough as to where you know schmucks like us can do a show and talk to guys like you. <laughs> so, because yeah, I mean, well, that's awesome. I mean, I I I, I want to ask you one other thing before we actually continue. Did you did you guys open up for South Gang as well on a tour? Oh yeah. For like a, like a year, a year and a half, I think, at South Gang, right, Dave? Was it yeah, yeah. Okay. It was mostly, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, if we played, uh, like, if we played, sometimes, like, if we played, like, Cleveland or Dallas or something like that, we'd swap. But 
Yeah, th- those guys. Yeah. Okay. It was. Yeah. Because I was, I've always, uh, I always said that I spent my 21st birthday with South Gang, and I knew somebody else opened up for him. I couldn't figure it out, and then I saw something uh, on on one of your pages today. I'm like, wait a minute, these these were the guys. This is where I saw them. So I spent my 21st birthday with you guys as well. Oh, that's great! So, so thank you for that. Where at? <laughs> where at? A place called ML Chasers. I remember that name. I remember ML Chasers. Yep. What, what what city was it? Uh, it's in Clearwater near Tampa. Yes, yeah, Clearwater. Clear, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Just did, on the other side did, of the bridge from Tampa. Did I have a nice. cast on my leg? I barely, I barely remember that night. I got to yeah, tell you, I don't remember. No, that. I, I had a cast on my leg because when we played there, with the night before we played Panama, and uh, I had uh, twisted my foot really bad, really, really bad, I, I, and I had like a walking cast on. And uh, I was having a hard time getting to the set and stuff. And then, uh, <laughs> this is a true story. Uh, we quit like a couple of feet, like 10 minutes early. And the, the guy like lost his mind and, you know, started yelling at Abby. And Abby got us all on the bus and we uh, just like split because the guy yeah, was I all. Remember that. Remember that? <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. I do remember yeah. that. I thought I thought we were gonna get shot at or something, man. I'm glad R- right? Yeah, yeah. Because we we had to bust through the fence, and yeah. uh, you know, we, we they literally locked the fence so we couldn't get out because we didn't play ten minutes longer because I was in excruciating pain. I I seriously couldn't stand up. They had put some weak walking cast on my leg, which was really messed up. And you know, actually, the next day I got a walking cast. So this was back in the '90s. So it was like a or like a early version of a walking cast. It was paper mache. So in, in, in hindsight, I would have just done a I would have just done an epic guitar solo for ten minutes had we like kind of been in that space. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> just play goodbye. Well, I do. Like I said, I do remember uh, you guys being in there, and I've got I don't even know how I got it. But one of your eight by ten glossies. You all signed it. Keep it funky coming from JJ, peace coming from Steve. And uh, you know, you were all very really cool to talk to and hang out with for that, you know, five minutes. Yeah, that was like the, so the I, press I, kit photo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I had fun. I really enjoy it. So thank you for that show. Uh eons ago. <laughs> so uh, what what made you decide to no, get back together and record? What happened was is Charlie that owns Jib Jib Machine Records, uh he come up to me and goes, Hey, why don't we release the uh the 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 first record. He goes, why don't we re-release that and do something? Like, okay, you know, that'd be cool. And then, uh, you know, I talked to the guys and stuff and it. And then a couple of days later, I'm like, well, I started thinking about it. I go, why don't we record a couple of new songs and stuff like that? So I, I wrote a couple of things and sent them to JJ and, you know, then he had some stuff and stuff like that. And I told Charlie, I go, well, why don't we just, Try to record a, a couple of new songs, mm-hmm. and then it turned out that well, it turned out that the band uh, was so good that they recorded uh, seven songs in eight hours <laughs> in, in, in a studio. I mean, you know, the basic tracks and uh, uh, like wow, and like you know, three four takes because you know. JJ's, uh, you know, I, want, I need four takes of everything. <laughs> <laughs> we booked a studio in North Hollywood, and everybody was able to be in town, which was great. And uh, like Dave said, we were supposed to do and go in and do a couple of songs. We got together the day before and started doing a little pre-production and stuff. And it's just kind of this one song after the next. And like pretty soon, like Dave said, we had seven songs. We were fucking, we'll just see, cut them all and see what happens. So we had a blast, and we went in there and did it. And like Dragon Eye is the first one of that bunch. <clears throat> okay, so there will be a full length coming. Oh yeah! All right, good. Oh, and we got uh, we got some great tracks from uh, NRG Studios back. Uh, it was right after uh, we, we left Priority, and uh, there was a couple labels looking at us. Um, 
you know, we were all kind of looking different directions and stuff like that, but we put together like a, a, a nice little uh, three recording thing at NRG Studios. And uh, Joe Barisi did that whole thing, so that was real nice. It came out nice, so that'll be on the record too. Yeah, um, but at the, at the moment we have we have five new songs um, that are finished. Dragon Eye being the first of the bunch to finish up, but there's five new ones that are done as we as we're, as we're speaking. They need to be mixed, and then uh, like Dave said, there's like probably a good handful of songs of Energy, and then we have also we found some live stuff which we. have kind of just put one of them out when we released Dragon Eye Girl. One of the songs, um, Color Me Gone, is um, on there as well as a live track. So we'll kind of just you know, have some fun and just see what we got here and see if we can just release a bunch of them, you know, and eventually make a full length. Cool. And, JJ, you're doing all the recording and producing and all of that, right? Yeah, we do. Um, we do a, a studio in North Hollywood, um, a couple friends and stuff um, that are recording, like, the drums, the basic tracks, but then it comes back to my place. And I did a recording studio at my house and stuff, and just do all the, you know, getting everything together here and then figuring out all the parts, overdubs, and Dave, we did all vocals here and all the backgrounds, all that stuff, and kind of did like, did a nice preliminary mix of everything. And then we send it out to um, Jimbo, Jimbo Barton. He lives in Australia. He's an old friend of, I've worked with him for a lot of years out here in LA. And um, he was nice enough to take on the project and mix for us. So it's really great. Cool. All right. Any, uh, is there any plans for a tour? I don't know yet. We're um, we're kind of just it's, it's all it's all slow. Build, Let's see man. if anybody yeah. likes it. Yeah, <laughs> so it's slow build. I mean, we're hoping that maybe some uh, some European territories might gravitate and add it a little bit. Maybe something, a couple of territories might get might get hot or something. Gives us a reason to go out there. But at the, at the moment, we don't know if we have, we don't have any plans at the moment. But that could change tomorrow. We'll just have to see. Here's the thing. I mean, uh, it's it, it's hard to break anything in the states anymore. To, to like get something going and really go I mean I, it really is but you know uh, the European uh, audience is like way more open to you know stuff like this and, and you know maybe it'll happen there I mean you know I, I hope it happens anywhere just like a lot of other things but <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying yeah yeah I mean there's there's some things like the Monsters of Rock Cruise does a lot of stuff, and uh, like M3 and some of those some of those festivals, you probably would have a good shot at catching on to one of those. So I know I know there's yeah, a bunch man, of sure. Facebook posts for the Monsters of Rock, and I kept typing on there, you know, book slam and Gladys on next year's cruise because they got new stuff coming out. I mean, I don't know if they're going to listen to us, but putting it out there. Oh, so. awesome. well, thanks for doing that, bro. Yeah, yeah that's cool. I was yeah that that's awesome. I was supposed to do I, I play with um I play guitar with Nelson with the Nelson brothers and they just did the cruise and then yep. they did the M three last year too. I was supposed to be on that. So funny you mentioned those two things. They just did the Monster Rock cruise. They just did it as a duet. Mm-hmm. But um it's funny. Um but yeah, I know I know of those things that you're mentioning. So you you put a word out because I was actually thinking about contacting them as well. Oh yeah, definitely. See if that's a possibility. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they don't that's they cool. don't start announcing yeah. anything until next month. So uh, from then and then until about September, yeah, October, they, they, they still announce bands. So yeah. we've got enough time to uh, slam your name into their uh, into their heads. No pun necessary. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, maybe we'll get on a radio station or something. Someone will say, "Oh, hey, a rock song." <laughs> I got to hey, tell you, man. I, I good luck with after, that. After, because after, after we get monkey business all concluded, we're going to be rich and famous. I thought, man. <laughs> Good, well, good luck with that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Radio stations anymore—they it seems like you know you give them twelve songs and that's all they're going to play. They don't have you know the DJs don't have any real uh, real say unless they're the program director, and then that's all—it's eh, a big pain. I used to work on radio, and I'm glad I'm not there anymore to an extent. Well, yeah, I mean, there's four or five people programming radio for the the country. Yeah. You know what we have a we have a friend out here that um um his name's Stu Herrera he works on a, um, a station called Kayla F's out here it's a classic mm-hmm. rock station but um I was gonna see if he can kind of get it on they play it like on a Saturday or on night they have like local music and stuff like that gonna try to get spun on there a couple times because um, that's a possibility so that's kind of cool nice well I'm sure we'll be 
I mean, not that not that we hold a lot of water with all these radio stations and stuff like that. But no, but the more know. the more you put it out, the more repetitive yeah. you are with it on any kind of social yeah. media platform. I mean, it definitely can help. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll be we'll be playing a, a lot of the tunes as they come out. So absolutely. Yeah, um, I mean, hopefully we're somebody will grab onto it on from us. That would be great. So, but I mean, the, well, thank the, you so much. The new songs so, definitely so have much. that that classic Slam and Gladys sound mm-hmm. to them. You know, like hanging on to you. You know, that's more of a, a mellow type. I don't know, almost like a, a funk, jazzy funk it, song. It's kind, of, it's kind of a fifties tune. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was telling Moose earlier. It's, I'm like, it's very much. It's very much like a fifties tune, and uh, it's like it, it. You know, uh, when I was growing up, my mom listened to like like the really well easy, even earlier stuff like uh, Billy Holiday and. Mm-hmm. Elvis Fitzgerald and stuff like that. But then, you know, I got into the Motown stuff and all the other stuff. So that song, if you listen to it, it's like uh, the whole arrangement and everything and uh, the mode of it, the, 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 the mode of it is just like that, like a classic old song like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Extreme is like one of my favorite bands of all time. And, Slam and Gladys. I mean, the old stuff and the new stuff. It, it's it reminds me of of Extreme because they every song on their record, well, at least on Porno Graffiti, everything's got a different feel to it, a different sound to it, and and that's what I loved about Slam and Gladys is you know you have horns, you have funk, you have this, you have you know, and Dave's vocal, it's it all works together, and it you guys had such a different sound from almost everybody else that that's what stood out. And that's what made it so cool. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> now, Dave, I know you've that's been. Cool, I, know, I know you've been uh, singing in the uh, the Breakfast Club. There uh, has that been like your your main thing since uh, since back in the day. Well, what happened is uh, I got this really pretty girl pregnant, and then uh, I I. I had to come back here and uh, take care of my kids. So, uh, because, you know, this, I guess that's the kind of guy I am, but, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I was, I was here in the nineties for a while after slamming. And, uh, I was, uh, working at the groove yard and stuff and, uh, recording records and producing records and making my own solo records and stuff like that. And I met this real nice girl and well, you know, whatever. But then, uh, things got really kind of weird. So then I went back to Los Angeles, but then I came back here and I got this offer to sing in this band called the breakfast club. And, uh, it just, it just works. I don't know how or why, but all of a sudden everybody was in the eighties and all that again. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Mm-hmm. I was here and taking care of business, bro. <laughs> like people should do. That's that's exactly it. You should do that stuff. But uh, and it's it's good because I see you actually have a uh, quote unquote cruise experience uh, for the Impractical Jokers uh, cruise that you were just on recently, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that. that, that. <laughs> well, I did. Uh, we did the Kiss cruise and. A couple of years ago, we did the Kiss Cruise. Oh, I didn't know that. Which was cool. Oh, yeah. It was cool as hell. Well, uh, at the time in the Breakfast Club, uh, Paul Sedotti, uh he's the guitar player for Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. He was he was playing in the Breakfast Club for about a year and a half. Uh, so uh, that was pretty cool. And uh, he got us like the Kiss Cruise and stuff like that, and it was fun. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, then the Impractical Jokers and uh, Walker Stalker Cruise too. I think. No kidding. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I, I guess it's not something that I would think. Of course, I th- I think of you as as Slam and Gladys. So uh, obviously, I wouldn't think that you'd be on these other sh- these other crews. But um, that's that's awesome that you're getting you know at least yourself back out there and and doing all this stuff and keeping your uh, your your instrument on. <laughs> And point, I, you know? I, I never stopped. I, I mean, I've been playing this whole time. I mean, I had to stop for like a couple of years, but uh, but around 
2013, I had to stop for a while. But no, the whole time, man, I never gave up. What about the other guys? None of us ever. Yeah, that was that was my next question. What about the other guys? But yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, Want to hear about Alan Stacy? <laughs> okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they've been going. How long have they been going doing that for, Dave? Like at least 10 God, years. More you need to do a whole new, another interview with just Alan Stacy because Stacy's like bl- blowing up in Florida. And uh, it's just like rock, blues, harmonics of blues. It's, it's awesome as fuck. And uh, you know what I'm saying? You, you should just do it. You, know, you, you, you can ask Al some questions about Flamin and stuff like that, but I right. talked to him about Al and Stacy too. I don't know if you've heard those records. Have not, have not, not but I'm definitely going to uh, look into it. That's for damn sure. Yeah, it's, it's under yeah, Stacy. It's under Stacy Collins. Okay. Um, if you look it up on the internet, yeah, so check it out. But they've been going. They, they've been doing a lot of tours. Um, they go over to Europe a lot, and they spend like a month, two months. They have a lot of different pockets that they've been building over a lot of years, and they have some great, great bands over there. And they do really great over there, and they also play, they live in Nashville, and they also play over there, and they do a lot of stuff in the States as well. But they're super busy, yeah, and uh, Steve, the drummer, he, um, it's a really crazy story. There's this, um, there's this little Lutheran church in Venice, California, right by Venice Beach, right up the street, and my kids, when they were real small, we were looking for, like, a school um, for them and stuff, and all of a sudden, we go to this little church called Venice Lutheran, and go to, the, go to the service one time to check it out. The school's over there. And who's playing drums? Steve in the background playing drums at that church. But I'm like, no way. So I, I ironically <laughs> just ran into him over there. And, you know, it was That's a weird crazy, thing. Right? And Isn't I, that crazy? And up, yeah. Totally. And then I ended up playing bass. I ended up playing bass in the worship band eventually, too, which is even weirder. But, um, but yeah, so we saw Steve. And he's out here. He lives in Venice, too. So he's still out here in California. And believe it or not, he's an accountant at Warner Brothers. Uh, yeah, our drummer. He's a great writer and an accountant. He's got an amazing brain that we all just learned about in the last, like, five years, I think. Huh. Building guitar. <laughs> you had originally gotten back together to do songs to re-release the first record. So my question yeah, is, will, will the first record be re-released? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know if that was still going to be a thing since you went ahead and recorded a whole nother record. No, no, no. When when the record comes out, mm-hmm. it'll have the new record and the debut record in the same package. Oh, nice, okay. Nice. All right, cool. It, when you buy it, you'll get a two disc set. Nice. You'll get the new record, and you'll get and you'll get you'll get the, uh, you'll get the original priority recording. We were wondering about how to do it because we have, like I said, all these new songs. We were going to start releasing them, you know, one at a time. We're like, well, we can't just, you know, release everything and then put the album out. We got to keep some kind of surprise to it. So, right. Um, actually, Dave, Dave's coming out and um, out here to LA in April, and we're gonna we're gonna do some more writing and try to get a couple more songs um, going, and maybe even get in the studio while he's here and kind of just keep on growing this till we have the full album. Because right now, I think we have like big days, so we have seven seven songs plus a couple other recording so we're, we're like close to having an album at the moment so we just need a couple more so that might be fun to get a couple more new ones you know yeah so many years we've waited for the new stuff and i can't wait for some more that's cool it's like i i messaged yeah. one of you guys and i was said that i have we, we've turned on so many people to this stuff to your uh to your first disc people that wouldn't even know haven't have a clue who you were no. and all of a sudden they're like the biggest fans they're they're just like quoting songs. I'm like, what is that from? I know that. And they're like, it's the songs that you told me about, you know. So, that's so killer. It's awesome. So, you know, it's funny. I got to tell you, whenever because every now and then we'll fly somewhere to go check out a show, whether whether it's out in L.A. or you know wherever. Like we're going to Ohio, and then we're going to uh, Maryland for the M3 thing. But it's like whenever I happen to stop in because I collect vinyl still, so I'll go into record stores and stuff. And every time I see a Slam and Gladys CD in there, I will buy it. So I have like five copies of it right now. Uh, so cool. that way, if I run wow. into somebody, uh, so I'm like, "Hey, here, here, check did, these guys did, out. They're awesome." Did you do you have any with the long box? The, the original long? No, box no, I don't. I just I just have the you know the jewel case one. Yeah, that's cool. I recently saw one. Someone had like the long box. It came on. I don't know if you remember those. Like a oh yeah, short period of time. Like all the CDs from those long ass. Like I think they're like maybe I don't know how long they were. They were big. Yeah, 
So that's funny. Uh, so those are those are priceless. Well, I'd definitely like to. Uh, like I said, we're we're very excited about the new stuff, and um, I'd like to thank you both for taking the time to uh, to talk to a couple of dummies here today. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, we'll it's, definitely it's been keep a pleasure, in, man. Yeah, we'll keep in touch, and and as the new songs get released, man, we're gonna keep pumping them out and playing them, and uh, we will hit up Larry Moran and see if we can get you guys on next year's <laughs> Monsters of Rock cruise. I believe that will be our. Oh well, yeah, and, uh, you know, yeah, if, 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 if there's anything, anything you want, you know, if you guys need anything, if you need any songs, or you need any more time from us, or whatever, man, we're we're all yours, man. Whatever, whatever you guys need, let us know. We'll be happy to to like do whatever you guys want. All right, we're gonna awesome. turn into the keyboard pirates and try and make this happen. All right, all right we'll we'll send we'll send it your way as they as anything's released, it'll come your way. All right, beautiful. Sounds good, Appreciate guys. it Thanks so, much. so much. Great talking to you guys, and good luck with everything. Peace. And we will talk to you soon. You know what? I think what we should do is, um, since they offered up the fact of that they're, they'll do anything for us at this point, we should have them actually make a song, an intro for us. <laughs> <laughs> you think they do that? <laughs> uh, I doubt it, but you know. It's, yeah, it's, they just can't call it monkey business, though, because like, yeah. you know, between Danger Danger and Skid Row, they, they got that covered. Well, yeah, but the thing of it is, I mean, everybody's got a monkey business song, so why not them? Yeah. So. I mean, they could call it Two Dummies Behind Microphones. <laughs> exactly. That'd <laughs> be okay. Two so. Dummies That Don't Know Nothing, but... Yeah, we know a little bit. All right, well... Uh, it's just not all important. <laughs> this, is, this is true. <laughs> all right, well, let's get into their new song, and um, uh, let's let's have J.J. here introduce it here, shall we? All right, hey, This is J.J. Ferris from Slam and Gladys. Check out our new song, Dragon Eye Girl. We're on the Monkey Business Podcast. Check it out. Guilty 
Man, those guys have still got it. That band is still sounding as great as they did back in the day. You know, it's, it's really cool because you can definitely tell that it's them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. With, with the, the, the style way, that they had yeah, is still there. Yeah, yeah. like the, the cool riffs and and the way that, that Allie plays bass. Mm-hmm. It, it's just freaking, it's so cool. It's almost like three different genres of music, like, just mashed together traffic jammed into each other yeah, and then they all yeah. come out unscathed you know like when when uh white trash came out yeah yeah apple, apple pie, pie you yeah know, it kind of had the horns and it had this yes. and, it, and it was just different from everything else and it was fun to sing along to but that's how that's how a lot of slam and gladys's songs are um yeah no i i, I definitely agree with you um this is just uh, this genre the, hell this band i can't really say it's a genre because i mean it is but it's not it's just that band, those guys. Yeah, it was almost like a, you know? a subgenre of of rock. Of, and then yeah. you look in the other sections of the of the record store. Then there's a funk section, and then you see them in there. You go over to yeah. yeah it's just ugh, God. I'm glad these guys are back together, and it's good yep. to hear that the uh, original album is going to be coming out with with the new album. Yeah, and um, that's, that's that's really cool. That's yeah, it is because it gives you know the new listeners a. Uh, a peek into the past, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and, you know, get to relive the stuff that you missed. I just hope it comes out in a long box. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for it. And uh, hopefully they li- they live up to their word and send us songs as they uh, are done with them. Yeah, That'd be awesome. I mean, we, we still got a couple other new ones. Yeah, that, yeah. I know there's a yeah. live one and there's like a yeah. slower one. But yeah, still, I mean, a, it's... The slower one's called Hanging On To You. Right, all right. Which is really cool. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's kind of got that, that Sinatra type sound mm-hmm. to it. We... You know, not going to keep talking about it. We'll just yeah. play them. We'll play them over <laughs> play the next when they couple go. weeks. Yeah. Yep. All righty. Well, that looks like it's about an hour. Jesus, a little over an hour at this point. Yeah, we've uh, it's been a long show. It has. We've been, and we. It's been a long show, and all we've talked about was the dirt and Slam Gladys. So, if uh, if those are your two favorite things, and this is your favorite show right now, yeah, you love us. You love us. You're gonna love us even more because. Uh, in the next couple of days, we're going to have another show put out ahead of schedule, I think. And the guest on that show will be a former Judas Priest singer and a current singer for A New Revenge, Tim Ripper Owens. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to him. He's a, he, he's quite quite a legend, I guess, because he's been around. He's done a ton of stuff. Oh, I he's even, done so much stuff. I didn't even realize he's done as I much as he does. I don't think anybody realizes, yeah. other than him, how much stuff yeah. he's done. He's a busy man, but uh, so yeah, so we'll have that out in the next couple of days here. Yeah, if you're listening gotta, to this, we got to make up for lit, uh, for missing three, three yeah, or four three, weeks. Three four weeks. We are going to uh, leave you with our throwback track. Um, Get it? Stick with the Slam and Gladys. You see what I'm doing there? Yes, I do. That's you disgusting. Stick, you stick with Slam and Gladys. That's disgusting. Like I mentioned earlier, it doesn't get stuck in your head or in your face. <laughs> so we're gonna play. A track off Slam and Gladys' first record. It actually ends the record. I mean, the grand finale of the record, the grand finale of this show. What better way to end it than to come? Just hate like you 
I am the master of the telephone. <laughs>